Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey. Now, Wednesday, May the 10th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith. And back on the show, joining us once again for a second time, Chad Nairing, back with us from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, one of my favorite places. Uh, he'll be with us next Wednesday as well. So kind of our Wednesday guest, if you will, the next uh, couple of weeks at least. Uh, Chad, good to have you back with us. How are you enjoying the Stanley Cup playoffs? I know you uh, sent me that picture uh, of you inside T-Mobile Arena recently for a Vegas home playoff game. I mean, the locals certainly got to be excited with what they're seeing from the Golden Knights now leading the Edmonton Oilers two games to one. A great bounce back for them. Uh, in Game 3 Monday night after a bad showing in Game 2 at home. But uh, obviously, Chad, uh, they're uh, ex excited about their Golden Knights, I would think, in uh, your neck of the woods right now. Yeah, it's always uh, it's a buzz here since the first year. Uh, I think with the owner on board, they're a go-go-go mentality. They ain't taking a break. They ain't slowing down. So I think they're going to go until they either get a cup or they have no draft picks left. It's going to be one of the two. But it's a, a lot of excitement here, and the weather's perfect. So uh it's it's pretty cool time right now here when well, we've been ragging on the vegas in arena experience personally alex and i because we just feel it's getting a little stale you know i know yeah. the medieval times thing and what they do at the beginning of the game and they got the light show and all that and it was you know spectacular in the very beginning we were in awe of just how and it, the presentation if you've never seen it before is still good but is there that yeah. sense chad i'm sure you've been to a bunch of games now it's getting like, ah, change it up a little bit, do something a little bit different, or is it still like you see the pregame festivities and the ceremonies, the medieval times thing they do, and it's like, ah, it's still pretty cool after all these years. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, the first year, I was actually basically at every playoff game, I was back from playing, and I seen the cup given out to Ovechkin, which was super cool. But I was basically at every game, and it was awesome. The first one I was at, and I was like, this is cool, but and like anything, it wears off, just like the Toronto Maple Leaf goal song, it needs to change. Yeah, well, we've been so complaining about that yes. for years, and, yeah. and they stick with Hall. Now, I personally, I'll, I'll admit this right now, I love that song, believe it or not. Hall and Oates there, you make my dreams come true. It's a great 80s pop song, it, and they were a great yeah. 80s band, but it's just not cut out for a goal song in an intense sport like a hockey to you know to have that song blaring on the yeah. on the sound system in the arena to pump you up that's not let's get some freaking guitar riffs going you know let's get a hardcore let's get hypnotized notorious big like the hamilton bulldogs in my backyard have been using for their goal song let's get something that's really going to bring huge energy a, a pump you up kind of song that's a wonderful you know 80s pop song but it's not a song that fits with a goal being scored in an intense sport like a hockey game. Sorry. I'll, I'll say exactly what I said in, in the write-up of my ranking of, of five best and worst goal songs on Patreon. Uh, it's not even Hall Notes' best song, no. let alone a, a song that's qualified for being like the celebration song for a goal. Like, you know, you look at all the other, you know, teams that are even just left in the playoffs, let alone the league. There's better songs, and, and yeah, I just don't know why they, you know, I get it, the whole running joke of, like, with, because uh, I was using Step Brothers, like, it was something related to that when they started, yeah. like, you know, throwing it in there, but it's just, like, it's just stale. Like, everything else with the Leafs is stale. <laughs> yeah. 
man eater private eyes no uh i can't go for there's just so many that's that classic song Oaks i song. can't go for that that's, that's probably yeah. their best song that is that's an excellent song of theirs even uh what's that family man uh bark is much worse than my like they have had so they're right there's so many better hall and oats songs than that one but uh they ended up going to uh to that song but in particular uh alex welcome back of course this is your first show with us since monday yeah. uh we saw i didn't even know you were uh, doing a live reaction <laughs> show for the draft lottery with the Hammer Network folks. Uh, but there you were Monday night yeah. seeing it transpire. Uh, and sure enough, um, we actually have the reaction of Alex P. Smith on that uh, Monday night reaction show uh, on uh, the uh, for the draft lottery. And uh, what a moment it was. Yeah. Uh, no question about that. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, just uh, what it means for the uh, Blackhawks moving forward. You know, they get obviously a guy that could alter a franchise, could at the very least speed up uh, the rebuild uh, as well uh, moving forward for this uh, Chicago Blackhawks team. So here it is now. We will pull it up on the uh, screen. Uh, and uh, to say Alex was um, excited in this moment with the uh, announcement of the uh, draft uh, lottery selection, the number one overall pick, say he was excited uh, would be an understatement. But here it is, Alex B. Smith, Monday night, reacting live to the Chicago Blackhawks getting the number one overall pick uh, in the draft this year. Here we go. First overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, it... Yes, let's fucking go, baby! That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Yes! Yes! Original six teams, so money. I'm so sorry. Congrats, Alex. This is the best part right here. <laughs> Just fucking chuck Congrats, a whole Alex, yes. Congrats to that, but... Right to the last fucking drop. The first overall selection in the 2023 that was awesome, NHL draft. And, and it was, that was completely unplanned, that chug, by the way. Like, yeah. I had literally taken maybe two sips of that beforehand, and we were all talking about the different picks and stuff. And as soon as and there's, like, a little bit of a delay, because if you see there's all there's three of us on the screen, for those of you listening to the podcast, there's four of us and, and everybody else. They're all, you know, it's a Leafs fan, a Habs fan, and a Canucks fan, and it's just me. And so they're all responding, all dejected and so forth, and then there's me just going nuts. So a uh, great moment for sure, though. Oh, come on. If if, if one of your – if the, the, the colleague of yours that's a Montreal fan or so money who's a Canuck fan out in mm. Vancouver, if one of those guys had them get the number one overall pick, you don't think they'd be jumping oh, they'd be up and down? Too. Oh, absolutely. Too? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they definitely of course they would. So. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. You have every right to be in. Look, uh, <laughs> talk about it a little bit, Alex. What does this mean for the team getting Connor Bedard? We know the skill. We know the ability. We know that since it's like I've been seeing this guy shoot the puck now, World WHL games in the playoffs. I watched so many of those Regina Pats playoff games. I watched him at the World Juniors. I, I don't think even McDavid and Matthews and McKinnon and name any top player in the NHL can change the angle of their shot, believe it or not, like this fucking kid at 17 years old can do. Connor Bedard like it is absolutely mind-blowing the ability this kid has and uh that's the reason why and I'm sure you'll get to this too the season ticket numbers that the Chicago Blackhawks are pulling in for next year they're already off the charts like we're talking multiple like five million dollars worth yeah. of stuff, ticket sales for next year already yeah I mean that those are numbers that are right back to where they were done the dynasty uh you know but but what people have to you know temper their expectations a little bit Rome was not built in the day and this rebuild is not going to be done in exactly one year. Uh, you know, we, we praise, you know, the move that Kyle Davidson has made already. You know, had a great draft last year. It's questionable free agent signings, but of course that was part of the tank. 
now here we are days after or just let's you know hours after finding out that we have the number one pick Kyle Davidson then goes today and gives a two-year extension to Arvid Soderblom who I've been very vocal about saying that he should not be in this organization he is a mid-range goaltender at best and we're going to see him for at least one if not two more years so that tells you that okay this is a still a building process yes we have a giant piece now and we can build around that but that's going to take time and it still probably means that we're going to be a sub 500 team next year we're not betting futures i said it on the on the betcast briefly we're not running the bet you know the hawks win the central or the west or the cup right now we're not doing that but in due time they can build and add pieces to make this franchise better and, and build around Connor bedard and we're talking off air about it how you know, one of the things they might need to do is get some guys with some grit and size and toughness to protect Bedard. Because keep in mind, he's a smaller frame player. He's young. He's still going to build and develop into his body. And guys are going to be gunning after him left and right. Because, you know, everyone in the NHL has been hearing his name talked about more. Think about it if you're a second or third line player in the league, right? You've heard Connor Bedard's name mentioned on ESPN and TNT and the Sporting News and everywhere else more than your own. Yeah. So you think you're not gonna go run after him a couple of times when you when you found him for the first time? Let him know, hey, this is the this is the big leagues. So they're gonna have to do something to address that, and that that's one of many things Kyle Davidson might have to address. At yeah. the draft. You want to get more airtime than me, more newspaper yeah. print, you know, mentions than me? Here you go, bam, you know, right into the boards. Absolutely. You know, uh, look, there, there's gonna he's gonna be targeted. Let, let's be honest. And uh, Chad, who plays pro hockey and has played pro hockey for years, can speak on that. He's the one that brought it up you know, pre-show before we started that, you know, they got to get someone and some, some, some toughness, some guys that are going to be willing to stick up for Connor Bedard here in Chicago and, you know, get a Nick Delorier, get a Ryan Reeves, you know, get a Curtis McDermott from uh, Colorado, you know, who might be available because they can't keep all their defensemen. So, you know, get someone that's going to be able to step up and uh, protect him. So Chad, you made a great point there with that. So talk about that. And also, you is have you, how much of Bedard have you seen? You gotten a chance to see your thoughts of the player himself, and you made a great point when we were chatting off the air about that, which Alex hit on as well. The fact that he's going to need some protection here in Chicago. Yeah, first off, congrats, Alex. It's going to help out Chicago a little bit, but I think the hype's too high for this kid. I really do. He's coming into a wor- worst team in the league, and he's coming into it again. It's going to be, I believe, the worst team in the league. They don't have a goalie. They don't have – their roster's tough. Um, he's going to come in. He's going to bring the hype. However, he's not going to deliver, unfortunately, for the reasons. I'll, have, I'll give a few. He is a guy that he is dominating right now like we've never seen. I've watched all World Juniors. I've watched some of his uh, uh, playoff games, this and that. He doesn't have he doesn't have that build-in capability. So yes, you're a credible voice to speak on that because you have seen him play a handful of times. Yes, yep. he's elite, 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 but he's playing against guys 19 and under, right? He's not playing against guys that are NHL caliber. When McDavid and them were playing, yes, they had stats, not as good as Bedard. However, you could tell they can fill out. Their body was ready to fill out. I think Bedard has reached where he's going to reach. I think he's going to be a good NHLer, but just all the hype for Lafreniere, he's not there. He was already built at that time in juniors. Now he's going to play against men. So now every night, and on a bad team, if he had went into Columbus, maybe he's playing with Goudreau, Line, Warensky's on the back end. They got a good goaltender. 
they got a little more build. Anaheim already has guys like Drysdale, Zegris. They have options, and they're starting to build and build and build. Even though they were bad, they have a lot of upside. Good goaltender. We're here. Unless Chicago gets him some stuff quickly, I think they're going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle. Um, they're going to put him first line center. And who's he going to play with right now? He's playing with, um, I don't know. I was listening to another podcast Lucas today. Reichel. I was playing, and I like Lucas Reichel, played against him a lot in Germany. Really good player, Um, but they're not ready. They're not ready for that jump. I think they're going to be good, uh, but I don't think they have the capability of even being close to Crosby level, McKinnon level, McDavid level, Matthews level. Hmm. They're not, he's not built like that. I don't believe that's my opinion. You have yours. Um, And he's just like, like we talked about before the show. They need to get him protection right now. Um, like we talked about Delorier, they overpaid him in Philly, which I love when guys get overpaid. But he got overpaid to protect no one. He's a guy that they could go maybe trade for, get get that money off the books. Reeves is a guy that people are scared of in mm-hmm. the NHL. If he's around playing playing a little bit of ice time out there, they're not going to take a run at him because they know they have to answer the bell. It's still in there. It's little, but it's still in there in the league. And people think about that. We still think about it. You know, when you go into certain arenas, you're dealing with someone that can throw them. We have a couple North Americans in Germany that there's Zach still still playing over there. I think he's leaving this year, but you, you think about taking a run at a guy on his team because he's ready to go you, even though I know the I guy. I played with the Plymouth Whalers a long time ago. And then he was in Hershey for a while, and him yeah. and Chris Newberry were the scariest guys to play against there. And then I played with Newberry in Germany, and he was still doing the same. I got ran one game. Newberry goes after the guy and knocks him out. So you, you still do it in every other league, but in the NHL, it still happens. Um, but I think they need to protect him real fast. It's going to be ugly, and the Boo Birds will come real fast in Chicago. Well, and here's the thing, and just in regard to, to talking about his size and frame, if he doesn't fill out, and right now he stands at about 5'10", 185 pounds, I can think of another person who's drafted number one by Chicago, went on to have a Hall of Fame career. So I don't think that's going to matter too much. I mean, it's, he's not going to get completely blurry. He's not tiny. He's not feel flurry sized. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're going to have to be able to protect him and, and build pieces around him and make sure that nothing happens. Yeah. Pat Kane, uh, of course, is who you're referring to, obviously. Patty Kane's so, got swagger. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, considering, you know, he wasn't the biggest guy uh, on earth, ended up having a, a brilliant uh, career. So it's interesting. You know what? And, and it sounded like, too, when Chad says when uh, Alex came on board and is happy, obviously, that they got the number one pick in Bedard, I could tell Chad was not having any of it here and any Blackhawk <laughs> fan saying we're going to the playoffs. And Alex no. even isn't even no. saying no. that. Yeah. yeah, Chad's ready to say, are you nuts, man? No. You think you're going to the playoffs next year? But Alex is a reasonably think, yeah. you know, reasonable thinking yeah, Chicago Blackhawks fan. He always has been. One one great player will not make an entire team, and they have yeah. one great player now, but they got to build everything else around. Yeah, there's no doubt. And keep if, in mind if too, they it, if they do it properly, uh, I just seen their draft picks. I think they got five first and second rounders first year next mm-hmm. year, and yeah. five first second rounders next year. So if yeah, they yeah. use those properly, like Pittsburgh used them on Flurry, Malkin. Uh, all these guys, and yeah. then, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, they right. got all these Latang, they got all Ensel. these around yeah. them, right? Like, and that's the thing, or, yeah. And, and that's your target. You want to draft, don't go grab another Evgeny Malkin necessarily, grab a Brian Rust, a Brian Dumoulin, 
uh, Evan Rodriguez. Get those yeah. those gritty role players, those good second, third, fourth line guys that that you can you know plug in and play, and they can play both ways. You know, yeah. you, now you have that elite superstar at the top, right? Or projected to be elite superstar. Now you build from the bottom up. You get those fourth line guys and free agents who can protect the team. You get the second and third line guys who can play just as well defensively as they can offensively. You get your top blue liners. I mean, we stuck with Seth Jones, but you know, you build with what you have with the five other spots and then get some good goaltending, which we're waiting for Drew Camesso. Jackson Stauber is a project and waiting who might be the backup for this year. I guess we're with Arvid Soderblom. If he's the start, opening night starter, that's going to be awful. But that's you know it is what it is. Like I said, this is going to take a while. <laughs> okay, and and yeah, Hawks fans have to be realistic about it. Alex ain't having it with Arvid Soderblom uh, today on uh, this show. And uh, yeah, we could be looking at him obviously being the uh, starting goalie uh, in October for this uh, team. Uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Let's be honest. Connor Bedard, in terms of immediate success, in terms of team success, he's set up much better if he had been, if Anaheim had gotten that number one. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. Zegras and Terry, McTavish, you got Drysdale on the blue line. I mean, that's already a core right there that the Anaheim Ducks are building around. And And then you add Bedard to that. I mean, it actually would have been kind of scary to see them up front next year, Anaheim, if Bedard ended up going there. Now with Chicago, I mean, you're wondering who the Kurashev, if he can finally live up to billing, uh, you know, Lucas Reichel, uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, even though now he's on the back uh, home stretch of his career. Like, who the hell is going to be that wingman now for Bedard here in Chicago? There's just a dearth of options, unfortunately. And here's the thing when you look at Anaheim, they got the number two spot. So you put Fantilli with that group right now. Yeah. They're a goaltending upgrade away from being a, a legitimate wildcard contender. That's yeah. the difference. You don't like Gibson? No, I love Gibson, but he just needs to be somewhere else. He needs to change the scenery. It needs to be somewhere where he can be a 1A, 1B option because he's yeah. not healthy. The guy hasn't had time to heal, it seems like, in three years. And all the minutes he's logged, he goes somewhere else. I think the, the perfect fit would be him going back home to play with the Penguins, I think. You have him and, and Jari or him and the Smith as a 1-2 option. That That's a big upgrade. But I do have to push back on uh, what Chad said about because I heard him say it. I, like they Anaheim's they got so much. They've got the goalie. Do they have the goalie? They didn't have like John Gibson hasn't been good in a couple of years and he's been hurt all the time, you know, yeah. and he's been inconsistent when he's been in there. And then they've had Lucas Dostal and they've had Anthony Stolars uh, there as their goalies. And, you know, they're also inconsistent. So I'm, I'm not sure they have the goaltending Anaheim personally. Yeah. You, yeah. you think Gibson's really injured or he's just waiting until they get some defense to protect him a little bit? Because he's been getting oh, shelled for years now. Yeah, they give yeah. up way too many shots. I'll they, say that. Yeah, yeah. We've said it all year about Anaheim. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll bet the over saves prop for Gibson mm-hmm. or whoever in net for Anaheim all season. And and plus, I think, and Alex will agree, I think, you know, a, a new coach will help them a little bit. I think it was time to move on from yeah. Dallas Eagles. Yeah. There's just no life behind the bench from them. And even on television now, it's like, that's who they went to, Roger Sportsnet, for a guest analyst here in this round. He's just... <laughs> doesn't give you that like big time pizzazz or anything like that. No. So, uh, no, I like know, watching Bruce Boudreau more than, more than Eakins. Yeah. I like watching, oh, yeah. you know, guy that just shoots yeah. it. Rick talk. It's great being back on. Uh, yeah. Loving him yeah. on TV. Yeah. yeah. Cer- certain guys, certain oh, guys. He might, you know, for he might be back on a bench somewhere potentially that they're, they're talking about him being one of the guys for the Rangers. Yeah. Who's that? Boudreau? Boudreau? No, uh, talk it. Talk it. Talk it's in Vancouver, Alex. Yeah. Oh no! I'm sorry. Not yet. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm completely screwing up. Not talk it. Uh, who else? Is, no, somebody on TV. Yeah, they're saying in New York. I did hear about yeah here, but no. Somebody else is on like TV right now. I don't on, like um, 
I just saw it like literally like before we went on air. But there's another guy who they're talking about that's already on TV that they're saying that I've heard a bunch of names. They've heard I've heard Quinville's name mentioned again now in New York too. But there's somebody who's on TV not right now doing the playoff coverage that they're talking about. Why don't they give Knobloch the fucking upgrade? Like you know, from Hartford, the Wolfpack there. Yeah. Isn't he ready? Like he's done a nice job down there. Yeah, New uh, York will never do that. New York only signs veterans. Yeah, they want a splash. They want a name. Yeah, yeah, they want to name people recognized. But the, the, well, the, no, New York, New York took a shot with uh, Quinn. Quinn, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was a uh, that was a shocker. A quiet hire. That was thank not you, Messier. Of course, hire. Mark Messier. Oh yes, I yeah. did hear that, Messier. Yeah, <laughs> I don't buy that. I mean, after all these years, now he's suddenly going to be an NHL head coach. I mean, that, we know he weird. can he can lead in terms of a speech. And leadership, yeah. Oh, he's got that in spades, obviously. But X's and O's, and yeah. you know, making line changes and you know, making adjustments. We don't know how good he he's has zero be, coaching, uh, like he hasn't yeah. coached at all, right? Like, no, like assistant coaching and minors yeah. or no. juniors or anything. Like, yeah, so. yeah. If you want a great uh, speaker and a great guy to lead and, and uh, give you an inspire, inspiring, inspirational pregame speech, yeah, Mark Messier is your guide, but you know, not much, you know, coach, none, no coaching experience. So, I don't know how well. Uh, that would uh, go over, but uh, it'll be interesting because you're right. I have heard that, uh, Alex. Yeah. Mark Messier's name is yeah. in the mix. I want to see, like I say, Knobloch uh, get it for uh, Chris Knobloch. It is the uh, uh, coach right now. I believe that's his name. Chris Knobloch for the uh, Hartford not, not Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, yeah, not Chuck. Not, the, uh, <laughs> not Chuck Knobloch. Yeah, Chris Knobloch yeah. Uh, is his name. Yeah, he's the current head coach of the AHL affiliate of the Rangers, the Hartford uh, Wolfpack, a team that actually Chad was with. Uh, for a period of time there uh, many years ago. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's done a great job down there. He knows, obviously, a lot of the players that have recently been called up to the Rangers. And sometimes these AHL to NHL call. Look at look at Jay Woodcroft. Look at the great job he's done uh, in Edmonton, getting the promotion from the AHL. John Cooper, you know, same thing. He got the promotion from the ECHL, the AHL, and the NHL. And next thing you know, you know three Stanley Cup finals and two cups later, look at him there in Tampa Bay. So, you know, it's it's nice to get uh, uh, that opportunity, and I think more teams should explore that. The guy that's doing a hell of a job in the minors with the affiliate, with the farm team, give him a shot. I just said I, the chat, our guy, John Massey, that's why I nominated for a Rangers head coach. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I like some of the, the, the new fire that comes in. It's it's new fit. It's, it's the younger NHL, and you're teaching these kids. You're usually teaching most of them in the AHL. Like, I think Calgary, their AHL got coach of the year, their number one team. Like, put him in there, right? You're going to get him at a little bit of a bargain. I know these some of these teams don't care, but you're already paying Sutter eight more million for the next couple of years. So get get their guy called up, cheap, and get that new face in there. I mean, it, it's working out. The, the recycled coaches is hilarious to me, I think. You overpay them, yep. and then they're usually out after a year or two because they stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I've heard nothing but great things about Gallant. But obviously it didn't work in New York. Stuck in his ways, failure to adjust is if, what we were If your top now. guys yeah. at no. ten million a year aren't performing, it's it there's no other way to you gotta fire someone and you're not firing that ten million dollar guy. Yep, that's right. It always is the head man, you know, that's gonna end up getting the uh the axe at the end of the day. Um, all right, let's uh, go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Last night we had two games, and really they were very simple games to, uh, you know, not simple games to figure out. But I was a little, sus- you know, suspect with New- with uh, Carolina being able to bounce back the way they did. But I stuck to it. I said I do like at the price that was being offered. It got to as high as plus one fifty, you know, with Carolina pregame, 
And even the first period got to plus 125, plus 130. And I said, I got to take Carolina. First period, full game split at that price. Uh, even though they lost game three, New Jersey had some momentum. I figured this Carolina team, Brindamore said it's the worst we've played, especially defensively, the eight goals they allowed in game three, that they would have a response. And boy, did they ever. A uh, 6-1 to one victory over the New Jersey Devils last night. They actually didn't start well. They were running around early in that game. Devils scored the first goal. Jack Hughes got them on the board first. Uh, but then New Carolina got the tying goal late in the first, and they settled the game right down from there, uh, and they took over, and then it was just an onslaught. Uh, in the second period, and Carolina gets the 6-1 to one win, and now a 3-1 to one lead in the series with a chance to close it out at home in Game 5. Natchez, Ajo, uh, excellent for the uh, Hurricanes last night. The defensive game, after a little bit of a jittery, shaky start, they settled down, they, they shut down the Devils, and New Jersey was just awful with their puck management. Giveaways, turnovers, way too loose, way too casual with the puck. And in their own zone, way too casual and loose. And kind of hung Vanacek out to dry, although Vanacek probably could have made a save or two on some of, a couple of those anyway. But they were more let down by the – he was more let down by the play in front of him, which was just awful uh, for New Jersey, especially in that second period. And now the Devils backs against the wall down 3-1, and it's not looking good for El Diablo, Alex. Yeah, not at all. I mean, you know, we talked about the issues of goaltending in this series. And, you know, we wondered about, you know, Schmidt could keep the form that he had in the first round. Now Vanacek comes in and both guys look bad. Now they're talking about, you know, <laughs> the rumors of Mackenzie Blackwood. We've already expressed how we feel about him all season long. So now, you know, you, you got three goaltenders, which means you have none. Uh, you've got all the momentum in the world right now with Carolina. We were worried about this team, right, heading into the playoffs the last what, three and a half weeks of the season. We're like, oh, they just completely lost their form. Svechnikov being out, the offense dried up, you know, just not really knowing where they were going to go. Now they've got everything in the right direction, but now the goaltend is a question mark for them. And, and, and you know, can they, you know, hold up, you know, health-wise and, and be stable? So it seems like it's curtains for, for New Jersey, but Carolina's got some really uh, big questions to ask themselves once they get out of this round, potentially, when they have to face Florida, which is what I expect. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, and, and figure out, you know, what are we going to do moving forward? Do we go with Kachetkov? You know, uh, you know, can we stick with Anderson? You know, will Rata be healthy enough to even come back and back up either one of those guys moving forward? So that's the biggest X factor for Carolina moving forward. But I think New Jersey, it's been a great season. Hell of a run early after trying to call out for firing Lindy Ruff, and now he's a Jack Adams finalist. He had a great run. Try to get next year. There you go. Yeah, it's looking trouble. This is a team that against the veteran group that the Carolina Hurricanes have, it, it seems like a tough road try to win three in a row against this uh, Hurricanes team uh, right now. Uh, and another thing, too, about the last night's game, another over, by the way, in this series. Uh, that's now four games, four overs in this Hurricanes-Devils series. I was on it. Alex was on it. So uh, great to see the over come through once again in uh, last night's game. It was a great betting night, by the way. And the BetCast was phenomenal. We thank everybody for joining us on another live BetCast last night. We cashed it. We'll get to it in the next game. That next game, we were raking in the dough and the cash with the uh, live bets in that Dallas-Seattle game. So we'll mention that in just a minute. But, Chad, uh, what did you think of that game? Carolina uh, regaining control of the series last night. Well, this team continues to shock me, to be honest. I mean, like I said, with the with the scoring touch that they've lost, it's actually incredible what they're doing, and they're just they're just taking over. And it's Puck uh, and Yemi, Martin Nuke. Look, look at these guys that have stepped up. It's yeah. unreal. It's yeah. it's 
I don't, I don't even know what to say regarding that. They got it dialed in. And I've been like their biggest naysayer with each round, just because I think the top end scoring, you win with your good players. Typically you don't see like when people I say, Oh, they got four good lines. Well, or four second lines. Yeah. They can win you games, but do they ever win it? I don't believe that. So with what they're doing right now is incredible. I think it's going to end at some point, but they're proving me wrong every day. So uh, I was I was liking what New Jersey was doing, but after last night, that totally stopped that idea. So, um, yeah, Canes, <laughs> I would say they're closing it out, to be honest. I mean, right now, I mean, it's uh, it looks that way. And it could be as early as Game 5, although we will point out, you know, and I think Alex did on the BetCast last night, too, that mm-hmm. the uh, Islanders did win Game 5 in Carolina in the first round. And Carolina had to go back to... Uh, UBS arena and close out that series in game six. So yeah, maybe New Jersey does have another response in them. And now they're on the receiving end of a blowout loss. And look, if you've been betting on the team that got blown out in the previous game here in this second round, man, you've been raking in the the dough. You have been cashing left and right. Look at the way it's gone, guys. Think about it. Edmund or Vegas blown out, right? Game two. Uh, by Edmonton. What do they do in game three? They blow out Edmonton, return the favor. Uh, Carolina blown out in game three in New Jersey. Carolina returns the favor. Uh, There's just been countless examples. Seattle, you know, ripping apart Dallas, and we'll get to that game now. Dallas responds in kind last night. Like, if you're betting a team off not only a loss, but like a multiple goal loss, like you lost by three or four or five, you know, you've been, that's been the betting angle in this round, and it's been cashing in repeatedly. So maybe because of that angle and play again, game five in Carolina, maybe because of that, New Jersey maybe does have a puncher's chance. But still, I mean, they're going to have to play a whole lot better. And have they lost faith in their goaltending as well? You wonder about that at the moment, too. Uh, And getting to Dallas, Seattle, uh, Dallas, great bounce back uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken, a six to three victory last night uh, over the Kraken. Uh, It was, a you know, the performance I pretty much expected. I said Dallas is still very much alive in this series. Even though they're down 2-1, to one. we saw them down 2-1 in the first round against Minnesota. They won the next three games. And last night, it was a great night for all their big guns stepped up. And Robertson still, though, is the one that, you know, I still like to see a little bit more uh, from uh, Jason Robertson. But Jamie Benn was solid. Sagan had a good game. Rope Hintz had a, He was all over the place. Rope Hintz had a goal and an assist, and he was in some scrums after the whistle. So I like the way he went to the tough areas of the ice to score some of those goals last night. So uh, it was good to see that. Uh, Dallas had a collective answer. Their defensive game was for the most part, a lot better. Jake Ottinger had his patented bounce back game. A lot of the goal, the three goals that beat him. I don't think he could have done much about them. So Dallas evens up the series, uh, which is what we were expecting. And from a betting standpoint, man, was that game ever good? I had Dallas first period puck line, Dallas money line, Dallas over the total for the full game. Uh, they all cashed. We, after a slow scoring, low scoring first period, which we saw in game three as well. Uh, we all jumped on the bet cast on over one and a half in the second period. Both teams to score plus 200 uh, in the second period. Uh, and also John Massey got us all on Dallas puck line uh, in the second period because the second period of some of these games recently is where the team that's won has just opened it up, opened up a can of whoop ass on their opponent. The second period it's happened a lot here in recent games here in the second round series. And it happened again, Dallas, that second period, is what led them to victory last night. They opened it up uh, on Seattle. What did they lead? Uh, 5-1 going into the uh, third period. So 
that's the period that won them that hockey game last night. So 2-2 series tied with Dallas and Seattle. And I want to mention about McCann returning. Haskinen, of course, returned. He he played with the uh, face shield on. Um, and, of course, uh, Jared McCann's first game back in a long time. To me, he didn't look 100%. He looked like he was still battling a couple things, you know, and he only played minimal minutes. I think they're trying to ease him back in, but he's important. They wanted to get him in there. But you wonder how uh, well he's feeling right now and how close to 100% Jared McCann is at the moment for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Alex, um, Dallas evening up the series, uh, pretty much what we thought would happen did happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I told everybody don't panic after game three, same thing I said in the last series and uh, they were able to bounce back, you know, uh, Heiskanen wearing the bubble shield and, you know, whatever medication he needed to, to get him back on the ice. They got that done. And of course now you got to see how Ben and, and Marchman are going to be uh, for, for, you know, moving forward. But, this is uh, right in line with what I liked. You know, I, I took, took Dallas in six, said the series would go six games. So uh, we're in, in great, you know, lockstep for betting purposes. Uh, one thing I I did sprinkle on an ad, I grabbed 14 to one with Rupe Hint uh, after having that big performance. I think he might be the second clubhouse leader behind Jake Ottinger uh, as far as, you know, opportunities to win the Conn Smythe because uh, Jason Robertson, we just still haven't been able to see him be consistent yet, which is still – one of those things like, okay, well, they get through the series. Now maybe he can blossom in the conference finals. You know, we, we there's more yeah. time to wait now, yeah. and, and that would be huge. If he can explode the conference finals and the cup finals when it matters most, now having a, a, a ticket on him, if you didn't grab a ticket with him at 12 to 1 or 13 to 1 earlier, maybe look to sprinkle on him now at 25 to 1 because all he needs really is what, two or three good games to get right back in that conversation. If he gets, say, he gets a hat trick in game six of this series to clinch it. That's going to be cut right down to about fifteen or, or even twelve to one. So, yep. uh, you know, that's the way you got to play that that con Smythe market, which I really love. Right? Like I, I, I've, I've dabbled in it more the last couple of years because yep. it's a great way to you know semi play that series bet or that you know conference future or cup future rather than getting into a bad number after something has happened. So yep. you can kind of read and react with that market, and uh, I think that's a good barometer to use. I think more gamblers should uh, utilize that. I know we have, we've, we've done that so far this year. I've had a few uh, consummate tickets and all of them are still alive except for two. So, um, you know, it's a good, good thing to look at. It's a great betting tip at this time of year, especially now that the Stanley cup futures prices, none of them are worth betting. None of them are worth a shit right now. I mean, it's just, you're not getting any sort of value betting a Stanley cup futures ticket right now, this team to win the Stanley cup. What you should be betting is if you like Dallas to win the Stanley cup, you bet a Dallas player to win the Con Smythe. You know, that's what you do and get a better price like Jake Ottinger or Rope Hints or Pavelski if he can, you know, heat up again uh, for Dallas. Or Edmonton, you like them to win the Stanley Cup. Then you bet Leon Dreisidel, who's the overwhelming favorite for them to be the Con Smythe a trophy winner. Like if you're if you think Edmonton wins the cup and you want to bet a Con Smythe winner for Edmonton, you might as well just bet Leon because he's almost a shoe-in now to get it for them you know, if they end up winning the uh, Stanley Cup. For Vegas, you know, if you think they're going to move on and win the Stanley Cup, you bet one of their players to win the Conn Smythe. I'm trying to think who it would be right now. Gosh, Chandler Stevenson, believe it or not, is right there in the mix, the way he's playing uh, for them right now. Marcia so had multiple goals the other night. You know, if Eichel gets going, you might look toward him as far as the uh, Conn Smythe market. So, again, at this time of year, if you have not bet a Stanley Cup future ticket on any of these teams, don't bet it now. Bet a Conn Smythe winner for the team you think is going to win the Stanley Cup. 
that's the way you should be approaching it, I think, right now from a betting standpoint. But, Chad, what did you think there last night, Dallas tying up the series? Yeah, I like Dallas's game. They um, The second round has been very interesting mix of emotions from from both sides. Whatever fan you are, you think we're done right away, and the next game you're, you're champions this year. So the Dal- Dallas is just – I think they're the best bounce-back team remaining in the cup finals, which that's why I like them moving on. The guys like the veteran guys that that need a cup, Ben Pavelski, Sagan's got one, but but he's a veteran guy. They have that Domi's looking for something. He he was a big pickup. I thought he was awesome last year. Domi was amazing last night. Yeah, that was a phenomenal game for him. Both ways, he played two goals, one assist, and roughs it up. Right, like you can't buy that anymore, and and that's a huge pickup. The Donoff has has been good for them. Um, I, I just think. With them overall, as long as Heiskanen stays healthy and Ottinger stays healthy, I like them a lot. Heiskanen played 31 minutes last night. Like, what does that happen last in a regu- regulation game? It's in, it's insanity right now. And Ottinger back to his form. They're comparing him to Carey Price right now. Like, if they keep going with what they're doing with that, those veterans up front, they're scary. And uh, I think that game three just kicked them in the face a little, and they said, okay, let's just take over now. So. I like them, like Alex says, in six because I can't see them losing again. Yeah, uh, this could be Minnesota part two. Now, this is a better opponent, I think, Seattle a little bit, but uh, I still think they're very capable going back home, winning in Dallas, and if they need to close out a game on the road, they've shown they can do that. Uh, Dallas, obviously, and uh, Minnesota in the uh, first round. Um, All right, before we get into tonight's games, we've got Toronto, Florida, game four. Do or die for the Leafs. Could they actually... Less than a week after their team knocked off the Lightning, won the first first-round series in 19 years, and here we are a week later. We're talking about they might get swept here in the second round. Are you shitting me? Only the Leafs. Only the Leafs. But we'll talk about them as well as Vegas-Edmonton, a big game four there as well in just a moment right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, it is time to talk about Wednesday night's pair of games, uh, a couple of game fours, including an elimination game in Sunrise, Florida. Game four, Toronto Maple Leafs, Florida Panthers, Florida up 3-0 in this series, looking to sweep away those Maple Leafs. Uh, Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, Look, the last two games, what have I recommended on this show? Toronto in the first period. And uh, we've come through with Toronto in the first period in each of these last two games. Uh, I'm right back to it tonight. Same bet. And only that. 
just like the last two games as well. Because do I trust this team for a full 60 minutes right now? Fuck no. No way. Um, but do I trust them with their backs against? Now, the backs were against the wall in game three. They truly are tonight because you lose tonight, your season's over. The, the one thing they've been good at is being ready off the opening puck drop, this Leafs team. And I expect nothing uh, less or nothing different from them tonight uh, in a game they've got to win or else they're going home and the season's over. So I'm going to go back to the minus a half, plus 175, Toronto Maple Leafs first period puck line. It's paid me the last two games, and I'm hoping it does once again tonight. Uh, get that strong start. I have no issues that Joseph Wall uh, is going to be in net with Ilya Samsonov uh, not ready to return following the collision he uh, had with his teammate Luke Shen in Game 3. Joseph Wall is calm. He's poised. He's played great since being up with the Leafs for the most part, but at least very good uh, in most games. Uh, and I think he's got the right demeanor to at least give his team a chance to at least win this game. But I don't trust them for 60 minutes. I don't because we've seen this repeatedly. They'll start strong. They'll come out firing, but they'll make those critical mistakes. You know, they'll have that lack of push from their big four, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares. And over the course of 60 minutes, something is going to end up costing them like, like it has the last two games. So I like Toronto again in the first period for the third straight game. And hopefully we cash with it for the third straight time. Uh, Leafs minus a half plus 175 first period puck line. Every game's gone under in this series, 4-0 to the under. So this has been the, the opposite of the Seattle-Dallas series and the Carolina-New Jersey series. Those two series, every game's gone over. Every game in this series has gone under the total. I have a feeling tonight it could change, but I'm going to focus more on the third period over, as I always do here uh, in an elimination game. Uh, that is what I'm going to end up targeting. And as usual, I'm going to turn to Bet Rivers for the third period over bet because that's pretty much the book where I've noticed since uh, the start of the playoffs has had some of the best lines, the best prices with these third period overs. Uh, so that, that's exactly where I'm going to go with it. And right now, if you go to bet rivers, you will find that the uh, third period over uh, in this game is uh, over two minus one fifty uh, is what we're looking at there. And it's as good as you can find because uh, every other book, MGM, some other books, it's over two and I'm seeing the over two as high as minus one seventy five you know, in some books. So we'll go with over two minus 150 in the third period here for the Panthers and Leafs, as well as Leafs puck line minus a half plus 175 in the first period. I'll get to props in a moment. Uh, Alex, game four, Leafs, Panthers. I already think I know you're expecting the sweep. Yeah, yeah this one, this one's this one's over, but we did take another little measure for security. So we got a full unit on Panthers plus 105. We got that yesterday. Uh, the Leafs body language at the into the third period, going to overtime and coming out of overtime, told the whole story that they're done. They're mentally done. They're checked out. Uh, the other thing I like is I did take a small insurance shot with Florida to win series four games to one at plus 325. There's an odd chance that Toronto shows some life and some fight and wins this game, uh, which would be even more crushing because then they go home and get beaten. You know, hopefully the people of Toronto don't lose their minds. I kind of alluded to that yesterday at the BetCast. That's, uh, that could be a perfect storm kind of scenario. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't even get that far. Hopefully we cash with this Panthers to win tonight. And also that third period over, I'm going with the over two and a half at plus 105. Uh, I think this will be definitely be one of those where we could see Toronto's down even two, three goals. They're going to continue to pull the goalie, right? Like this is going to be, uh, if this could get out of hand, like if this, if they're down four, two or five minutes left and they pull the goalie, 
and it's five two, and they still might just leave the goaltender out in the yeah. six. So we He's might done see that a, before. Sheldon has done yeah. that before too. So yeah. that's why looking at the full game over is definitely something that you want to keep in mind. But I think you might be able to get at least a better plus price on six and a half or a five and a half waiting in game. So I'm, that's something I would be looking to do. But I think we should be able to get that full game over uh, if, if this is a you know a Maple Leafs deficit late into the third. They're just going to keep pulling the goalie, and Florida might just keep finding the back of the net. All right, there we go. So like in Florida, money line here, plus 100, plus 105 when Alex got it to complete the sweep and like in the third period over. But he's going to be looking for that plus price over two and a half plus 105. I'm being a little more cautious with it. I'm laying the juice to get the two. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, that doesn't come into play and we get three goals at least here in the uh, third period. Uh, Chad, is this over tonight This for this Leaf team? What do you think? Toronto, Florida, game four. No chance. Uh Toronto, like you said, I think a hot start. I think they'll start really hot. and But I think they're going to keep rolling this game. They're going to take over. They had lots of time. They had two days before between the games. So after the last loss, maybe the guys hit the beach on their day off, maybe had a few beers in the afternoon and realized we can start partying in June and we're going to go on a little run here. And uh, I know it doesn't sound good with a different goal or they could say hey we can start partying in 24 hours from now yeah yeah i think i think they're gonna change i think it's over because they know it's gonna blow up in toronto if if this happens if they lose now it's done in toronto um gm coach if they really like it there gm coach probably one or two of the top four will go it's gonna be a big open up because if this is their final shake it up yeah, oh, they have to, and, and if this is their biggest go at it, and if they think this was their go and it didn't work, like what are they going to do? They're going to get rid of a few guys, try to keep building, but it's going to be a whole new management system. They need now who are they going to get? They got Matt Murray coming back for 4.6 next year, but he's getting paid eight. So, like, there's gonna, what are they going to give him away to Chicago for another first rounder? Like, right? Like, it's going to be. I think they're going to push. Chicago might be dumb enough to take them, actually, to be quite honest with you. And a a first, I would. I would. They get another first from Toronto. But, uh, no, I I think Toronto's going to roll tonight. And I think think Joseph Wall is going to – this is his coming out party, I believe. He's never had the chance. He kind of just goes in when when they don't – they go sign these guys who they think they have to see young guy that they they, they created, they, they developed. And he's finally the starter. He's never been the starter. And he has good numbers when he starts. He came in and looked solid. But I think it's a big difference. Like we'll talk on the Aiden Hill coming in uh, to start tonight. That's a big one as well. I think Wall is going to take this. This is his chance. And he's going to roll. I like Toronto a lot. Liking Toronto a lot. And those are words that are always come with a little bit of fear uh, attached to them, usually when someone utters them. But... Um, you know, let's see what they're made of tonight. And, um, you know, I actually did a pre-recorded bit with uh, uh, Brandon DeFazio earlier today, which I'll post on the Patreon page for our exclusive members. Just a quick hit because he said, hey, I, I want to rant about the Leafs. Can I come on just for like a something quickly, like pre-recorded? I'm like, OK, we can do something. And he just ranted on the Leafs for a bit. And, and that's what it's about. But he said something that was really true uh, about the Leafs tonight. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, Tavares, that core four, doesn't matter who. Someone's got to do something out of character tonight. Big hit early in the game. Matthews goes after and targets that big tree on the blue line for them. Radko Gudas, who's a big, physical, tough-minded guy. Matthews goes and hits him. 
and shows his teammates that, hey, I'm physically and mentally and emotionally engaged, and I want this season to continue. You know, Matthews, be physical. Marner, you know, it's not his game, but try to lay the body on somebody. Try to do something that uh, you're not comfortable with, but God damn it, your season's on the line. Do something that's going to stimulate your hockey team. Stimulate the bench. Excite them. Energize them. Outside of scoring would be great, obviously. Yeah. That's what you're fucking paid to do. But do a little phys- something physical that's going to tell your teammates, hey, I'm all in tonight to keep our season alive. And yeah, it was, was a great point by him. I was going to say the uncharacteristic move that would spark his team would be for him to remove his head from his ass and score a goal or two. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, and for all for you know, Matthews made a nice, couple nice defensive plays in the third period of Game Three. We're not paying him to be Frank Selke, okay? <laughs> We're paying him to put the puck <laughs> in that uh, right now for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We're paying him uh, to. Uh, we're paying Marner, Matthews, Nylander, all those guys. A lot of money, fifty percent of your damn cap to put the puck in the fucking net, and they have to do it, and it has to be tonight because there's no tomorrow uh, if they lose this game. As far as props go, and uh, that's yeah, and that's ahead. the reason though. Yeah why a guy like Stamkos has two cups and, and Matthews has none. They, you've seen in the first series, when he saw things were going a different way, he grabbed Matthews and threw him around, right? And Toronto's guys don't have that pushback. Well, that's what I don't like. It's a love-hate relationship with Toronto. They're so talented. They're so good in the regular season. And they just need Matthews. I would love for him to come out and just grab Kachuk and say, let's go first shift. I guarantee Toronto would roll 7-1 after that. But it's just, I don't know if he has it in him, and I hope he does because then he'll win numerous cups in his career. But if he doesn't, then he might win none, right? Do you think, do you think Austin like, Matthews could beat Kachuk in a fight? Like, just like generally asking. I mean, I just think with, with a guy like Matthews, his size and strength, you won't yeah. lose a fight, right? Like, yeah. there's technically. I don't think he fared that well with Stamkos quite you mean in the last series. Yeah. 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 Guys that like know how to fight technically, then mm-hmm. you're in trouble or lefties. Right. But guys that are just big and strong, skilled players like Kachuk. Kachuk's fought a bit, but he just he's just he pushes those guys around because he knows he can. If right. someone would stand up to him, he would cool his jets a little bit. And, and he also, lost. Yeah. He could squabble, but, but he wouldn't get smoked, and that would be enough to to, to spark his team. I get no. In yeah. in the first show, I was telling you one of the toughest guys was Darren Kramer, and I was never considered myself in a in any kind of fighting class, but I literally just held on to him. Held on, and I didn't get beat up. That's all I wanted to do. Didn't right. get hit. Couple jabs here and there, but so a guy like Matthews, what? What's he? Six three, two thirty. Like, yeah. if a guy like that can't grab on and do okay, yeah, I don't know. Darren Kramer, I remember him. Very tough son of a gun. Very yeah. tough. Yeah, very tough. Very very tough. A junior he was, and certainly in the AHL, which is where he played most of his uh, years, definitely uh, as well, uh, no doubt. So yeah, yeah that's got fighting a guy like that uh no question um so interesting game as far as the props go tonight um i would just you know focus i i'm not even touching the the big four uh, like i i got i bet some props with matthews and marner and all those guys to score the other night they did nothing they were totally invisible so i'm not going there uh tonight if i were to look at toronto for a goal prop tonight ryan o'reilly man this guy i, I this is one guy i will i do trust to show up in a game like this so, oh, oh, O'Reilly, auto parts. We're going to go with him here uh, for a goal prop. And Florida, look, it's Bennett, it's Kachuk, it's Montour, it's Verhage. I mean, really focus on those four guys. I think they're going to get it done. And, and you know what's funny? Lundell, Reinhardt even. Reinhardt's really stepped up. Got the overtime winner. Reinhardt might be worth a look. 
Cool Mint Loose Doreen and had a really good game the other night. He might be due to find the back of the net for Florida. Lundell, you know, has gotten better as this series has gone on. So uh, that's pretty much what I'd look at. Shots on goal, goal props, point props, all of that. I definitely would look in that direction. And I'm uh, like I say, if I'm betting Leaf goal props tonight, I've gotten to the point where I fully don't trust the, the big four for me after what I saw in game three. So I'd look more toward, you know, O'Reilly, you know, maybe to score tonight. Maybe you look at a, at a third line or maybe Kerfoot again. You know, someone that, you know, outside of that big four that can maybe step up with a big goal tonight uh, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, next up, it is game four in Edmonton. And it's a big game four here between the uh, Golden Knights uh, and the Oilers. Vegas leading the series two games to one. Edmonton minus 190 uh, home favorites here uh, in game four. Uh, the total in this game currently uh, six and a half across the board. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one unfolds. Uh I think we can all agree, all three of us, Vegas has been better at five-on-five five even strength in this series. There's no question. A lot of Edmonton's damage in game two, which they won convincingly, was with the power play and on special teams. But at five-on-five five even strength, this has been a very good series for the Vegas Golden Knights. They've played well. What a great response by the Golden Knights on Monday night in game three. They lost 5-1. They returned the favor uh, with a 5-1 to one victory in Edmonton uh, in game three. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers now uh, looking to respond. Uh, and the key for Vegas was, look, five on five even strength. was That's where much of that game three was played. Vegas was better again at five on five, and they stayed out of the box. They did not give Edmonton many power plays. And when you stay out of the box against Edmonton, uh, you give yourself a much better chance uh, to win the hockey game. So let's see if they can maintain that level of discipline uh, here tonight. I mean, look at the difference. Edmonton had six power play chances in game two, just two. Uh, in game three. So a much better job staying disciplined by the Golden Knights, staying out of the box. Um, that being said, Edmonton's a good enough team that we've seen all playoffs so far when Edmonton's lost. They've had the right response. They've played the right way. Uh, they're 2-0 uh, and already, uh, off a 3-0 and rather, off a, a playoff loss uh, so far in this year's playoffs. And it's been the, sec the second round has been the round of teams bouncing back after getting blown out in the previous game. It has just happened repeatedly uh, here in this uh, round. And I still think these are two pretty evenly matched teams, especially if Edmonton can ramp up and improve their five-on-five -five play, which I think they are, they're focusing on it. They're talking about it. Let's see if they can do it. Vegas does have four lines where they're interchangeable. One through four, they've got four really solid lines. I mean, even Nicholas Waugh and Chad can speak to this. He's right in their backyard, sees the Golden Knights all the time. Nicholas Waugh on their fourth line scores a goal the other night. You know, they got Mark Stone down on the third line. Chandler Stevenson on the third line. They've been big-time players. It's not just Eichel and Marcia so, uh, and William Carlson, the top six. You know, the third and fourth line's been impactful. One through six, Petrangelo, Martinez, Theodore, White Cloud. What a blue line. And they've gotten good enough goaltending from first Brossois, and Aiden Hill looked really solid coming into uh, the net in for after Brossois got injured the other night. Aiden Hill looked very composed for Vegas. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see if uh, Vegas can continue to take it to Edmonton five-on-five five even strength. I expect Edmonton to get a few more calls tonight, though, and be on the power play at least a little bit more, which will certainly help their uh, chances because it seems like, hey, Edmonton goes on the power play, 90% chance they're going to score a goal uh, right now with the way that power play has just been so electrifying. Uh, for them. So I'm going to go with Edmonton first period puck line. That's been the theme in these playoffs. 
these first period puck line bets in particular for the team that lost the previous game. So I'm going to go Edmonton minus a half plus 135 uh, with the first period puck line uh, in this game. A little bit on Edmonton minus one just to get the price down for the uh, full game uh, here as well. Like last night I went with Dallas puck line, but Dallas, the money line was low enough that I could still go with the money line at minus 140. I was comfortable laying that price. I'm not doing it with Edmonton at minus 180, minus 190. So I'm going to take them at minus one at minus 118 at Pinnacle, which again gets that price down uh, quite a bit. So those two bets, first period puck line Edmonton and the Edmonton minus one. Uh, I'm going back to the Edmonton team total again after it finally did not win uh, in the previous game. Uh, it's the first time in, I believe, five games that Edmonton did not go over their team total. So I'm going to go back to that here as well, over three and a half, minus 150 with that. Uh, I'm a little bit gun shy of the full game total, though, because maybe this is the night where it's 5 1 5 1 and we get kind of like last night where, you know, 4 1 5 1 or something like that. And it's uh, one of those games where someone's up so big in the third period, the scoring just dies, you know, in the third period, like it has the last two games. So, you know, I'd lean over six and a half, but I don't love it. Uh, but I will go with Edmonton first period puck line split with Edmonton minus one and also uh, Edmonton team total over three and a half. And I'm going to sprinkle two on both teams to score again in the first period tonight. Uh, it's only failed to cash one time, and that was in the last game uh, of this series. Game one, game two, both teams scored in the first period. Actually, game three, it did cash. It was game two, it didn't. Game one and in game three in this series, both teams scored in the first period. And in every regular season game, Vegas versus Edmonton, both teams scored in the first period. So I'm going to go back to that at plus 135 tonight. Uh, both teams to score first period as well. Uh, Alex, uh, uh, an interesting game for. How do you see it playing out here? Golden Knights, Oilers. I think it's going to be a, a another high-scoring affair, but I think it's going to be back and forth. And I think it's going to be a tight game, and I like the draw here at plus 375. And we haven't seen too many overtimes. We've only seen two so far in the second round. We saw... Uh, that last game three of Toronto, Florida go to OT and game one of Seattle, Dallas go to OT. So uh, it's been a lot of blowouts in, in most of these games. But I think this was going to be uh, you know, a much tighter game and I expect Edmonton to win it. Uh, so I'm hoping to grab in game a much cheaper price to back Edmonton to win. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, hoping Vegas can jump out to a lead. Edmonton can answer back. And of course, like I said, if you're looking at Edmonton props, I mean, you'd have to kind of combine them as parlays, right? And like you'd have to take just your pair of two, have a bunch of two leg parlays with different players for anything, goals, assists, points, because everybody's, uh, you know, over, over juiced and overvalued right now. So even our guy Bouchard is right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's the way. So maybe tie in Edmonds. If you like Edmonton win, tie Edmonton the win with, you know, Bouchard points and goals, you know, uh, McDavid, dry side, or just any, you can mix and match however you want with those three kind of rotate and just tie it in with the Edmonton money line. So that's the best way to knock that price down pregame. Otherwise, you just wait in-game like I'm going to try and do. And uh, like I said, sprinkle with that draw at plus 375. That's a good number, I think, for what should be a really good back-and-forth battle. Yeah, I'm coming back to the well with that par same game parlay I recommended the other night. Game three, obviously, it, it fell short. Not only did Leon Dreisaitl finally not score a goal, but Evan Bouchard also finally didn't get a point uh, in game three. I'm coming back to it tonight, though, that same parlay. And you know what it was? It was Leon Dreisaitl to score a goal, Evan Bouchard to get a point. Okay, same game parlay plus one forty-five tonight. I think I think that I like that one quite a bit, and especially tonight. This is you know close to a must-win as it gets for the Edmonton Oilers. You know they don't want to go down three-one uh, going back to Vegas. So I like that Dreisaitl goal, Bouchard point. 
plus 145. You put them in a parlay, a pretty good price there. I'm going to go back to that here in this game tonight. This is another night where Dreisaitl over one and a half points, maybe even McDavid over one and a half points, and especially if they get more power plays, and I think the whistle might be a little bit more in Edmonton's favor tonight. You know, power play point props might be worth a look for all those guys as well. I keep saying Nugent Hopkins is due, but I'm I'm not betting Nugent Hopkins now until I see him score. You know, I've been duped now a couple of times. And, oh, he's, he's going to get one eventually, and he still doesn't. So, But he, they need him. They need him to step up. There's a 100-point guy this year. Uh, he hasn't scored yet uh, here uh, in this series, so they need more from the Nuge right now. And we'll see if Hyman and Kane and Yamamoto, uh, Cost, and the supporting cast can step up their game a little bit because even they fell off as well uh, in Game 3. But you credit the Vegas defense for that and playing at 5-on-5 five five where they've been superior. And, again, the even-strength game has to improve. For Edmonton, for as lethal as that power play is, they probably will have more power plays tonight. They still have to be better at five on five, and we'll see if they are tonight. Chad, what do you think here? The locals uh, obviously excited. What do you think for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight? Edmonton versus Edmonton, Game Four. Yeah, I think you guys made a lot of good points there, and and, and I agree with most of them. Um, I believe Edmonton came out so strong in the first and, and they were held to nothing and that really discouraged them and shut them down. And then they were nowhere to be found after that when, when Aiden Hill came in, into the game. And I just feel like a, a goalie with not a lot of playoff experience or none, I believe. Um, now he's preparing as a starter and that's a big difference from coming in loose, not thinking you're going in and getting onto that onslaught at the start of the game, what's going to come at Edmonton. They realize they have to win tonight or it's over. 3-1 coming back to Vegas, you're not winning, I believe. So I think Edmonton's putting it all out there. I think they're going to score. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, like Alex said. I think it's going to be back and forth, but I think Edmonton's going to score more. And I think Aiden Hill's going to have a tough night in Edmonton. Um, and, and I like Edmonton a lot. I think is going to be a beast. He knows. He's on a mission this year, and I think he's just going to not – he's not going to be denied. I think he's tiring out a little bit because they are playing him a ton, but I just don't think uh, I don't think Aiden Hill will hold up. I like Vegas's team a lot, but I think this series is going deep, and I think Edmonton will even it up tonight. All right, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's going to be. I think it's going seven games. I'll say that right now. I really do. I think it's going seven games here with the uh, Golden Knights and the uh, Oilers. Um, we'll see about that. And again, the Vegas blue line. Daniel H is right. The Vegas blue line is better and deeper than Edmonton's. And if there's one reason why Edmonton could lose tonight, it's A, the even strength play doesn't improve, and they don't get the power play opportunities because Vegas maintains their discipline and stays out of the box. And the other reason is, look, it's one through six. I'll take Vegas's blue line over Edmonton's. Now, Edmonton got better there with Matias Ekholm at the deadline. He really made them better. But still, that four, five, six on the blue line, when, when you get down to Kulak and CeCe and Broberg and some of these guys for Edmonton, it doesn't match what Vegas has, where they can throw, you know, Haig is a really good defenseman nobody talks about for Vegas. You know, White Cloud has just become so good and reliable. And then, of course, the big three of Petrangelo, Theodore, and um, Martinez. I mean, and two of them have won Stanley Cups. So, you know, that's a concern. You know, that Vegas blue line is no fucking joke. All right, one through six, they're really. I don't good. think they're talked about enough, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's the best decor in the league. I mean, you got three guys have won cups, and these other guys have just stepped in perfectly. I think Theodore is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league. He 
He's not getting as much hype in Vegas. And he plays a very nonchalant game, but he's excellent. And Petrangelo, he doesn't look flashy, but he just gets it done. Um, Martinez, McNabb, they just they do their job. I think it's the best decor. I just think Edmonton's just going to fly. But you're right. They're, they're underappreciated as a decor. They're deep. Yeah, exactly. They are. There's no question. And like I say, even a Nicholas Haig, you know, nobody bats an eye when they mention uh, Nick Haig. You know, and I like his game. I like he's physical. He, does, he doesn't really have too many defensive lapses or mistakes uh, in his own zone. Braden McNabb, another physical force, you know, with that uh, Vegas blue line. So, yeah, that's a really good blue line. There's no question. For Vegas props, I like you can look at Marsha, so Eichel, the big guns. But I always think there's great value because of their depth to look down the lineup with their goal props. Stevenson, who's been great. Carlson, I think you could look at. Nick Waugh. Uh, definitely someone you could uh, consider for goal prop tonight uh, in this game as well. Close shave Barbashev, Ivan Barbashev. Don't sleep on him. He's had a really good series, and he was good at the end of the first round as well uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So those are the guys I want to target more than the big you know, names like Eichel and Marsha So and Stone. Let's look at uh, the depth. Uh, it's those depth scoring uh, and that depth forward group for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights that's been coming through for them here uh, in this series. Uh, great stuff. Another great show with our guy, uh, Chad Nairing, joining us. He'll be back, of course, next Wednesday uh, again uh, here on the Ice Guys Show. 150 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. And make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Uh, just $10 a month. we got two pieces of bonus video content coming. So stay tuned for that. Uh, good stuff with uh, Brandon DeFazio and Colton Tubert. I'm posting both of them today uh, after the show. So make sure you check that out. Uh, daily card as well uh, on the uh, uh, Patreon page. Uh, power ratings, totals, charts, uh, goalie charts, and more. Patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Also, check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Got two more days to save 15% off everything. We got caps, we got hoodies, we have a kids line. And the reason why I put a kids line in there is because I have a bunch of friends who are going to have kids in the next few years. I just found out a good friend of mine is having a baby. She's doing October. Well, all I got to do is go to the Ice Guys store and get the little baby T-shirt or a hat yeah. and all covered. So we got you covered for everything. Check it out. Save 15% over the next two days on everything in the store. That is iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There you go. Good stuff. All right. Check it out. Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We're back to wrap it up with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. 
will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for best bets for this Wednesday night. A big night of Game 4 action in the Stanley Cup playoffs second round. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I'm just reading about this thing. It's called the PB910T. It has a 79.9cc engine and a top speed of 220 miles an hour. You're probably wondering, Alex, how high are you right now? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about leaf blowers, and that's what we're going to see on the ice uh, with the Game 4. Florida Panthers. They're going to blow the leaves away. They're going to win this thing. I like wow. them plus $1.05 to complete the sweep and send Toronto packing to the golf courses. So give me the Florida Panthers is my best bet tonight. Now, you can't tell me that wasn't planned, uh, that uh, best bet uh, you know, description there from our guy Alex P. Smith. But uh, well done uh, there with the uh, leaf blower uh, reference there. Florida Panthers uh, plus 105 to complete the sweep for Alex P. Smith uh, and his best bet. All right, Chad. Uh, what are you? What have you got lined up for us for your uh, best bet tonight? Uh, I think out of the core four, with it, which is uh, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander, I believe two or three of them will score tonight, and they're going to have a night. And they're uh, so so. If you like them all, take them all. I I got Tavares scoring a big one, probably on the power play first, but I think two or three of them are going to score tonight. So uh, th- those those could be your picks. And uh, always beliefs. Oh, man, Chad. Why you got to do that? I, I did that the other night and paid the fucking price for it. Got nothing. Got zip from any of them. Now You'll tonight's going to be the night. Tonight. Now tonight's going to be the night. Wow. You've got you got balls. You got guts. You should have Manscaped, too, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you should. But, yeah, that's uh, like I say, I've, I've, I'm done. I've got to see it from this group. I've got to see it from this collective top four. Uh, but you got the guts to go with that. So Chad says sprinkle on maybe Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and you like Toronto, of course, to uh, extend the series and get to game five. So there you go. Chad is uh, all in on the Leafs, which is a fucking scary proposition if you ask me. But uh, he's in on it nevertheless, Leafs tonight against the uh, Florida Panthers. I'm in on the Edmonton Oilers, man, especially early. Uh, these first period looks have been phenomenal. Uh, they've been getting the job done, especially these teams off a really bad blowout loss in the previous game. And that's the motive we're going with here tonight. Give me the Edmonton Oilers minus a half plus 135 uh, in the first period to have a good start and the lead after the first 20 minutes in a game they pretty much close to have to have uh, here on home ice. So Edmonton first period puck line minus a half plus 135. Uh, for my best bet. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and our guest Chad Nearing will be back with us next Wednesday uh, as well. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.